This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 14th, 2017. Seeds, nurturing the seeds. Yeah. So it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So glad that you're here. You know, seeing those pictures just brings back a lot of memories. Erin, our oldest daughter, was sitting in the front row last service, and I just, like, cried because, you know, she's the one that I learned on. um, It's such a (laughs) Poor thing. Poor thing, I know. (laughs) I know, but being so grateful um, to be a mom. I also know that it's a painful day for some and want to make sure that you know that God loves you so much and and we love you and we acknowledge that sometimes this day is is very, very hard. Um, It's also hard because of those of us who have lost our mom and um, that ache is there, but we thank God for heaven, don't we? Yeah, amen, amen. So I'd like to uh, offer prayer as we get ready to uh, preach. Almighty God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for moms or those people in our lives who are um, mentors, who make a difference in the lives of, of others. God, um, comfort those who uh, need comfort today. Please give them peace. Give us joy as we do celebrate. Thank you for the one who brought us into this world. And for those who have been like mothers or are mothers to us. And you're good. You're such a good um, good God to us. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So last week we began a new series called Seeds. We had Barry... Uh, preach, and if I understand, they did a great job. I heard the tape. I thought it was great. Barry. Oh, yeah. He explored the idea of blooming where you're planted. We're so thankful, Barry. And uh, as I shared with the other two, sir, other than that little comment about the Eagles, which we'll talk about later, I thought last week went really, really, real good. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about nurturing the seed. So as Barry shared last week, God has really dev- designed a very cool system where seeds are able to just scatter and grow on their own. Think about the the whirly birds from the maple tree, like the helicopters landing wherever wherever the wind takes them. It's a great system. But as humans, we like to be a little more intentional, and so we plant things, and we plant seeds, or we plant plants, and we want them to grow and prosper, especially if we put a little bit of money into it. Because when we just plant something and stick it in the ground and walk away, it really doesn't work. What we need to do is nurture seeds, nurture plants. That's the important word, nurture. Say nurture. Nurture. All right, so we're going to ask you to say that word from time to time. We must nurture. We must care for the seeds, care for the plants, because when we don't, it does not turn out well. Cool. So what's the word? Just checking. Okay, good. You're on it. Um, so we uh, lived, have lived here since 2001, but before that we were in Seaford for like 24 years. And um, in our first house in Seaford, kids were little. 
Um, I planted a garden. <clears throat> it was, I don't know, 10 by 5, 12 by 6, a relatively manageable sized garden for most people. Um, unfortunately, I didn't care for the garden like I needed to, like I should have. I, um, I didn't really, what's the word? I didn't really nurture it. Once, you know, my feeling is I'm going to help the seeds. I'm going to be gentle and kind and get them started. But once after that, they're on their own, okay? They're on their own. So I didn't check the garden daily. I didn't weed it daily. I didn't do water it. I didn't do all those daily or even weekly things that you're supposed to do with a garden. I planted and I expected to harvest. And it just doesn't work like that, does it? I mean, I got some fruit out of it. I got some nice tomatoes. The trouble is, you all came on at once. I couldn't use them. I couldn't pick them all. So then I had them all split open and because there was too much water or they were withered up because I hadn't watered them enough. And, and then I got this baseball bat-sized zucchini. Have you ever had one of those? They're not real tender. I don't know why. I mean, there's plenty of it, but it's not tender like those nice little ones I get over at the store. Anyway, I, I didn't learn, though. Next year, I planted again. I had a better garden this year, though, because it was just, I mean, it was, well, it just flourished. It, it absolutely flourished. I mean, the weeds were six feet tall. And everywhere, I mean, it was completely, every square inch of that garden was covered in six-foot weeds. So it was a flourishing garden with everything I didn't want in it. See, I didn't, the, the plants in that garden, and as a result, it just didn't do well. So, need to say, I don't plant a garden anymore. I don't plant a garden because those seeds need to be nourished, and I'm not good at it. So we've just parted ways, me and the garden. If you like to grow lots of tomatoes, we'll take and, you, them. and you need an out, and you need, huh? Any fresh vegetables. Anything, we'll take. yeah, I especially like tomatoes. And since I'm horrible at it, if you're good, let me know. Let us know. Okay. Alan took a hit. I had a responsibility in that, and I was too busy raising all those kids. So um, anyway, I wasn't good at it either. Um, we're talking about our spiritual lives, though. Our spiritual lives are a lot like the lives of those seeds, those plants that we put in our garden. Hopefully, it doesn't, our spiritual life doesn't look like our garden. Absolutely, though. and that's why we're talking about it today. Our spiritual lives need to be nurtured. Absolutely. We need to nurture our spiritual lives. Our spiritual lives need to be cared for, watered, weeded on a regular basis. Not a hit or miss thing. Um, it's not a now and then thing, but it's a regular thing. Regular means every day. Could be more than one time or two times a day. Each and every one of us needs to be tuned into the well-being to the health of our spiritual lives. Actually, it's a matter of the heart. It's a, our garden, our heart is like the garden. And so we have to nurture um, our spiritual gardens and tune in to God, the Trinitarian God, God the Father, creator of the universe, and you. Jesus Christ is one and only Son who rose from the dead. The Holy Spirit, who is in each one of us, who claims Christ, and who guides us and convicts us and leads us in spirit and truth. And so our spiritual gardens, our heart, is just not something that will take care of itself. We have a responsibility. Just like the weeds in our 
garden in Seaford. It wasn't cared for. Our spiritual lives can get overrun with weeds when we don't take care of that either. Weeds that keep us from realizing everything that God has in store for us. Let me, let me give you a few examples. Weeds like anxiety. Weeds like uh, worry. Weeds of uh, those, those things that come in our heads that the enemy wants to put in our head to tell us that we're no good. Or how about the lies that the world tells us? Oh, you need this or you need that or, you know, all that. All those weeds keep us from experiencing um, this incredible relationship with God in the fullest sense. But weeds like pride. Boy, that really, we really think that pride is kind of the root of it all. Uh, that self-centeredness. Um, weeds that, uh, how about unworthiness? or guilt that we take on when we, we can hand that to Jesus who's ready to take it. Condemnation, unbelief, doubt. Over the last couple weeks, I have had a really hard time sleeping. I'm not getting a good night's sleep. I'm starting to like say, what is going on with this? And so I'm in this process of, okay, what are there some weeds growing? What do I need to do? What do I, God, Holy Spirit revealed to me the weeds. And I think that's what we all need to do every day. Look deep in my heart. Look deep within God. Show me. Take the scales off of my eyes. Show me what I need to do to pull out those things that shouldn't be there. To examine my heart. We each need to do that. Do you have a trusted friend? Do you have a small group, an accountability group that can help you with that? You know, I'm so grateful for the people in my life who speak truth into my life. And instead of getting um, all defensive, uh, you know, we should appreciate it when people who love us tell us the truth because that helps keep our spiritual gardens weeded. Mm. So spiritual weeding is crucial. But you know, when uh, we're dealing with plants, sometimes it's what you don't see that's as or more important than what you do see, what's going underneath the ground in those roots. That, those roots are crucial to what's going on with the plant. The, the soil when we were in Seaford was sandy, so we always had to worry about the, the water, not having enough water on the plants because it would drain through. Now we're in this, which yard we got now is absolute clay. Do I have anybody else with a clay yard? Oh my goodness. I finally had to buy a pickaxe because I tried shoveling that thing. I got about that far once I was putting a, a plan. Now, I'll get them started, okay? I'm going to get them started, but then they better be hardy because they, they're not going to see much of me Our after that. roses didn't even make it. Yeah, there you go. They're so, supposed to make it. But if it. they do make it, that's one hardy bush. Anyway, but we get I dug down about that. I poured water in it, you know, so I can overnight it'll loosen up. Not hardly. It was like concrete the next day. Hadn't moved an inch. So anyway, I've started putting some some peat moss in with that clay to keep it a little loose, to give those roots at least a chance, because they're not going to get much else from me. At least up front, they're going to get a little bit from me to help them get started. Well, in our spiritual lives, that the prayer in our lives is like the roots, and that prayer needs, you know, we got to give it a chance. We got to loosen up the soil. We got to uh, help it along. We got to nurture those roots, those roots of prayer in our spiritual lives. Now, prayer is the basis, we think, of all of our spiritual growth. 
As Stephen and Alex Kendrick share in their book, The Battle Plan for Prayer, prayer is like oxygen for our spiritual lives. And you know what happens if you don't get oxygen? Oh, well, that's what happens in our spiritual life without prayer. We die. And when we talk about prayer, we're not talking about handing our wish list to God. Okay, God, here's what I want. Give me a call when you've got it checked off. It's not, it's, it's not telling God how to do his business. Okay, God, here's what I want you to do, and here's how I think you should do it. Just follow these seven steps. The world will be a better place. Just listen to me, Lord. That's not what prayer is. Prayer, in fact, isn't even about us. Prayer is about God. Actually, prayer is about giving God glory. You know, when we pray, do you realize, I mean, I'm, I'm having this thing going on in my head about prayer right now where it's like when we pray, we're accessing, like we're in the presence of God, the glory of God. It's just not these words that we say, but it's like, oh my gosh, I'm speaking to the one true God or I'm listening. It's absolutely incredible. Listen to what um, is in this book, which is my current Bible study, The Battle Plan for Prayer. You're probably going to be hearing a lot about it in the next few weeks, actually. Prayer is not about prayer. It's about a person, God himself. When it becomes merely about accessing the provision or protection of God, rather than knowing and pleasing the person of God, then we are getting off track. But when the one goal of our praying is to live in relationship with him, one-on-one, on one, he will cause prayer to also help us experience, say the rest with me, his purposes, his plans, his provision, his protection, and everything else he intends. So we want to give you a little definition of prayer. You can take a picture of it with your smartphones. It's important to remember or you can look at the QR code on the front of your program. All the slides are there. You can download them, look at them, meditate on this stuff through the week. Prayer is communication with God in order to intimately know, love, and worship him. Prayer is communication with God in order to understand and conform our lives to his will and ways. And prayer is communication with God in order to access and advance his kingdom, his power, and his glory. In this prayer we talk about, it's not a sometimes, occasional, when I need something or when I'm in trouble kind of thing. Let me say that again. This prayer we're talking about is not, you know, those prayers that sometimes, occasionally, I need something, Lord, or I'm in trouble, Lord, help me kind of prayer. No, that's, it's an always kind of thing we're talking about. Not occasional, not just when I'm in trouble, always. We need to heed the words that God shared in his letter to the people of the church of Thessalonica. Check this out and share it with me, please. Say it with me. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Prayer is an offensive tool that we have. It's not just like defensive. We have this incredible tool, this access, this communication with God. Care and prayer go hand in hand when it comes to our spiritual growth and our well-being. 
It's at the very root of our relationship with God. Nurturing our prayer life on a daily basis is crucial. Daniel in the Old Testament reminds us, it's Daniel that was in the lion's den. Daniel reminds us that God answers prayer not because of our goodness, but because of God's goodness. Check this out. We do not make requests of you, God, because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. Mm. You know, the problem is sometimes we forget, don't we? You know, we think God owes us something, and when we pray, hey, God just waiting to hear us say jump so God can say how high. Well, it doesn't work like that, does it? No. We don't get what we deserve. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We get what God mercifully gives, which is so, so, so much more than we deserve. So we're talking about seeds. Seeds need nourishment, primarily water, sometimes fertilizer, and it's not just when they're seeds, but when they're plants as well. The plants need to be sustained. It's a crucial part of nurturing the seed, nurturing the plant, keeping it fed. Otherwise, it shrivels up and dies. New seeds, old plants, they still need to be fed. And that's true for us as well if we're going to be spiritually healthy. And it's the Bible that feeds and nourishes us as believers. It's through regular reading and study of the Scriptures, through meditation on and devotion to God's Word, that we are able to grow from a mere seed and to realize the spiritual growth that God intends for us. As Paul shares in his second letter to Timothy, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for what? Every good work. So let's take a look at it. Servant of God. That's you. <coughs> if, if you're in Christ, you're a servant of God. In fact, just claiming Christ without serving God is, is kind of empty. So we're servants of God. And we may be not kind of equipped, but thoroughly equipped. You see that? You're thoroughly equipped to do not some good work, but every good work. It's so cool. I love the way God has this whole thing structured. And so the more we read and meditate, all scripture is God-breathed. The more we read on this, meditate on the word of God, the more equipped we are to do every good work, the more nourished we are, the more nourished our spiritual gardens, our hearts are. So the question is, are you being spiritually nourished by the word of God? We challenge you to open your Bibles, to read. If you're in the Bible reading plan, that's great. If you're not, just open up, open up the book of John, read that. Read the Bible to get spiritually nurtured. Mm. And so the seeds throw down roots in the ground, and those roots are nourished and fed, weeded, as we've talked about. They shoot stalks up. You know how it works. You took, you know, bio, and, and it shoots stalks with leaves into the air, right, which then need to be nurtured as well. I, I think of the stalks as our time together here in worship, like today, the, the body of Christ, working together for the good of each other, praising and worshiping our God singing his praises for the good 
of us in the kingdom. I think of the leaves on those plants, the opportunities for us to gather in connection groups, Bible study groups, fellowship groups, you know, like men's, women's groups, youth group, uh, sports groups, serving groups, mission groups, whatever the group. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to work together, to play together, to pray together, to get closer to one another and especially to get closer to God. The, the stem of worship supports those leaves and those leaves in return send, send food kind of back into that stalk. It's kind of like, you remember back in, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth grade, they talked about, remember that magic word, photosynthesis? Everybody heard of photosynthesis? You know, you had to memorize it for that multiple choice test or true, false, or whatever. And, you know, it, 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 and it's crucial that the sun, S-U-N, is involved in the photosynthesis, right, to help that plant grow and be nourished. Well, we, we kind of have something like that. Instead of photosynthesis, it's called quinonia. Quin and, it's, and it's powered by Jesus Christ, the S-O-N son, the son of the living God. Quinonia is a Greek word that we find frequently in the New Testament. Quinonia is a word for community, for fellowship, for association, for sharing intimately with other people. That's that's what we do here in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The ultimate expression of this type of Queenania community we find described in the second chapter of the book of Acts in the New Testament. They dev devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, or Koinonia, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Here's the best part. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And that's the bottom line, that people would be saved. Mm. And so we're here, here we find the ultimate expression of Christian community is kononia, where all the believers were in community with one another, focused on God and the well-being of each other. We have a church that we uh, have followed a lot over the years called Willow Creek Church out in North Chicago. And uh, they call it, a, they talk about a, being an Acts 2 church being a church that kind of looks like this description in Acts 2, where we're here for the benefit of one another, where we're in community, where we're sharing and caring and daring with each other. Wow, can you imagine? We see glimpses of it, but can you imagine it getting even better and getting more and more looking like that Acts 2 church that we read about in Scripture there? And that Acts 2 church is not about just community with each other, but sharing. Actually, that's why we're here to get the tools that we need to share about Jesus out into the world. And you know, that's the fruit, the flower that we're talking about. The part that gets attention we focus on is, is fruit or flower. Um, those who are not part of this fellowship, that's what they see. And so sometimes there's flowers that look pretty pathetic because they haven't been cared for or fruit that is rotten and stinks. But that's not going to be us, is it, Connection Church? Because we're going to claim Jesus Christ as our Savior and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, and then our fruit will be known. 
Here's what the fruit looks like. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Say it with me. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so when our spiritual plant is healthy and well cared for, nurtured and nourished, when we are tuned into God through prayer, when we've read the scriptures, studied and meditated on them, when we're in community with others in the name of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit produces fruit in us. The kind of fruit that people notice, the, that, that makes people wonder what in the world is going on with that guy or gal. The fruit that lets them know that we're different, you're different, good different, real good different. And that's because you've got love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Oh, even in situations where this makes absolutely no logical sense. Even in those situations where you didn't used to show that kind of fruit. But now you're different. And that's because you're a new creation. Yeah, yeah. A new creation. That's what happens when that seed of Jesus Christ gets planted in us. The seed of Jesus. And some prayer roots go down. <clears throat> nurturing begins. We get some scriptural nourishment. Yeah. And then we take a look deep inside at our spiritual condition, at our weeds, and we begin to pluck those weeds out, seeing what's getting in between us and God. And we just, we crave more of God. The more we know of God, the more we learn of God, it just is like this constant, constant thirst. And then, then you see more weeds that need to be plucked out, and it's this beautiful kind of cycle actually as we just get more and more um, walk it out in holiness toward um, toward heaven toward mm. eternity mm. and so this koinia thing that's going on it's really really important to support one another in fellowship so that we can get our spiritual food from one another i mean it all comes from god mm. but to be encouraged as a body of believers and then go out into the world so that our fruit, actually his fruit, mm. can be made known and people can come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Is all this easy? <laughs> Not always. It takes discipline. It's like it takes discipline to care for gardens on a regular basis. I don't know about you, but for me, that's not, that's not always easy. It's a, it can be challenging to have that kind of discipline, but I work at it. And, and I try, and I try, and I seek God's help, seek God's strength, seek God's direction, seek God's direction with this discipline. And, and the question is, is it worth it? Well, absolutely. It's absolutely worth it. And the proof is there in the fruit. It's in the fruit. So it's Mother's Day, and whether we're a mom or not, we all have an opportunity to make an impact a positive impact in the lives of those around us and particularly children and youth we want to give a huge shout out to those of you who serve in the nursery serve in pre-k first look serve in the garage serve with our youth you guys rock because you're investing in those who are so important yeah yeah 
you know, there's something that says, we read somewhere where if you don't know Jesus, like by the time you're nine or 10, it's going to be a really, really long time. It is so important. And so keep on going, keep on doing it. You know, we forgot Sam. We forgot Sam. Absolutely. Sam, yeah. Youth group. We forgot youth group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the youth. You should mention youth. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So invest, invest, invest. And it's important for us to, what's our word of the day? Nurture our children and youth. Mm. Nurture. So what about you? That's our question for the day. What about you? Are you nurturing the seeds Jesus has planted in you? Prayer, Bible study. Obviously, good job, worship. You're here. Hey, bless on that. Okay, connection group. Are you in a small group, uh, some kind of a group? Are you in fellowship when you're in accountability with some other Christians that you care for and trust? Is there koinonia, that community, a trusting community, uh, intimate community in your life? Do you have koinonia? Is, is the Holy Spirit able to produce some fruit in you, fruit that's visible, fruit that's making a difference? And then are you producing some new seeds? Are you nurturing the seed in others or, as well as yourself, especially in the younger ones there, the children, the youth, uh, not just your own, but the others as well? You know, we're all responsible for all the youngins out there. It takes, it, takes, <laughs> it takes us all. Let's all work together, encourage one another, nurturing the spiritual plants in ourselves and those around us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's, that's the good news. Let's, uh, let's believe it. Let's, uh, let's nurture it. Let's, uh, let's live it. Let's pray. Holy God, seeds, nurture, prayer, scripture, fellowship, worship, caring, sharing, caring, and daring for one another. God, I ask that each of us would be given the strength we need for the discipline we need to care for these spiritual plants you've given us inside. Please help us to be faithful. We look for the Holy Spirit to bring forth fruit. Bring forth that fruit that passes all understanding, Lord. We ask these things in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and All Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus in the life.